0: Absolute Zero by Robert P. Fitton Episode 21 If evolution is outlawed, only outlaws will evolve. Carey stood silent with Beetlehouse in the noonday sun on the deck of the USS Davidson as it churned through the breezy Caribbean waters. He wore a lime and orange hoodie with the tropics logo in front. For half an hour he watched the wake form in the blue water behind the carrier. Kirsten and the others were below, receiving a classified message from Great Britain. They have all this fancy equipment and they can't find this damn place, asked Beetlehouse. And let me tell you another thing. What the hell is wrong with those umpires? Who ever heard of umpires on strike? An NBA ref gets 60,000 and ump gets 40, said Carry. Umpires don't have to run up and down the court either, do they, Brian? You were there with me, George. Supporting you, big guy. You just don't want to lose any profits. Well, what's wrong with that? Asked Beetlehouse as John Early came running down the deck. What's up, Johnny? Asked Carrie. Early kept a serious face. We just received highly classified material from mi 6 They probably caught us on film at Cogni, said Carrie. I don't think so. This thing is pretty big. Only those with top-level clearances will get the whole deal," he said as all three men started down the deck. "Oh hell, they always say that just to increase their own self-importance," said Beetlehouse. I'm "Telling you this one's for real," said Early. "They'll be summarizing, not handing us documents. Maybe they know where barrels located this colossus. Your guess is as good as mine, Brian." In the conference room, Admiral Kirsten sat at the table and read a two-page document. Saunders directed Carrie Beetlehausen early across the table. Kirsten stood in front of the group. He took a half-minute to finish reading the document, and he pursed his lips in front of a small chalkboard. He scrolled out November sixteenth, 1958 on the chalkboard. His eyes were unflinching as he spoke slowly. On November 16, 1958, Jacqueline Cooley Barrows was arrested in Blackpool, UK for illegal virus experiments off the Isle of Man. Two people were reported dead by unknown causes. Barrows was taken south to H.M. Prison at Askham Grange, Askham Richard, North Yorkshire. Subsequently, due to her knowledge of algorithms and computing science, She was absorbed in the British intelligence system. She worked at the Computing Machine Laboratory at the Victoria University of Manchester. Gentlemen, the story ends right then and there. And it begins again with the Colossus Project. Is the Colossus Project an Intel Project? Yes, really. Can't answer that one, John. I will say that Barrow's initial computing and virus-changing technology is a result of her intelligence link. She's been working for intelligence her whole life. Again, that's as far as I can go. Roger. Can anyone help us with either of those technologies? asked Saunders. They're not cooperating. And they're denying any association to Barrows. What about the location of the Colossus? We're questioning personnel at the Walsh docks. To locate the Colossus, we'd need to backtrack to the construction via the various agencies of many governments, which will not work because they refuse to acknowledge any link to Cognia Barrows. When we find the Colossus, we'll scan the ocean bottom. Well, the arrows is a genius, then, Admiral. Is that what you're saying? She's worked at the highest levels, said Kirsten. And she runs the project, said Carey. The wall phone rang, and Kirsten quickly lifted the receiver. Yes, this is Admiral Kirsten. His eyes brightened. That's excellent news. Yes. Well, said course. I want the sub surveilling the area below that rig. Once we know it's down there, we'll board the rig. Use command-based communications, Ensign. What happened? asked early. Kirsten hung up the phone. We found the rig used by personnel from Walsh. Once we understand what's below that rig, we'll secure the area. Under no circumstances do I want to release any viruses they've been working on. You gentlemen will remain on deck while I'm commanding this operation from the bridge. Phillips studied the upper monitors laced with magnified blue spheres, their surfaces swirling like the internal gases rising on the sun. Jay announced to him that the theta virus was inside those microscopic spheres. Who are you? he asked. Someone who is changing the world, Mr. Phillips, said Jay. If we further magnify the containment spheres, we would see an actual attachment of the proteins within cell structures. Just the beginning. It's glorious. Phillips thought he could attack Jay from behind and prevent Darby from being infused with what Sylvester had called the Theta Virus. I know what you're thinking, Mr. Phillips. I can alter the infusion of both you and Miss O'Malley. If I can't use you and Miss O'Malley, there are others we can bring forth to showcase for the world. Above, the blue-shaded tiny proteins. Components on the screen were like tentacles reaching into the human cells. We're beginning the infusion in three minutes, said Sylvester from the console. Jay stared at Sylvester. You're acting rather dour, Dudley. Just doing my job. As he spoke, warning alarms began to sound. What is this? Asked Jay as she stepped away from the revitalization room glass. She walked upright, her boots tapping the floor as she opened a communication channel at the consoles. Why are the warning alarms sounding, Richard? What? "'How is this possible? Who is it? No! Kill them all! Kill them all!' "'Trouble in paradise?' asked Phillips. "'Pause the infusion countdown!' she bellowed. The guards sealed the corridor behind her as she walked toward the extended corridor beyond the consoles. Sylvester trailed behind the guards, but when Phillips followed, the guards held out their weapons. "'Let him go!' said Sylvester. Phillips glanced at Darby, still suspended with the portals connected. Then he sprinted behind Sylvester along the glowing translucent poles that led to a wide observation deck with a control console to the right. Jay immediately worked at the console and cameras brought images of a yellow bathysphere with portal windows onto a screen. Your project is done, Jay. Someone has found out about your precious Colossus, said Phillips. Not quite. She said, smacking something on the console. Richard, they're still out there. Commencing destruction, said the low-pitched voice on the speaker. A wide blue beam, jagged like a thunderbolt, hit the bathysphere with an intensity that shook even the Colossus. Hundreds of smaller bolts surrounded the bathysphere, and the tiny submarine vanished. No one has weapons like this. Still think I'm finished, Mr. Phillips, she asked as she and the guards headed back to the revitalization room i don't think so she answered enough said sylvester this has gone far enough go back to your quarters doctor you're relieved i'm in charge here march him back and remove o'malley from the fields prepare to move the colossus as the guards marched sylvester down the corridor jay rushed back to the console with a single guard how can you move the colossus power you could not begin to understand with full mobility all contingencies have been thought out long ago perhaps i have underestimated you it doesn't matter what you think you and o'malley will be infused once we are in a safe location no one bests me Kirsten peeing the horizon with the binoculars off the Florida coast as Ensign Bradley approached. Admiral, we've lost contact with the sub. Have they been attacked? Have they been attacked, Ensign? asked Kirsten. We should be able to answer that question when we get closer to that last reported location. There must be a malfunction, said the Admiral, looking across the ocean again. That sub just couldn't vanish. I need intel. We need to know what we're dealing with. While well, Carrie and Early got the outline of the project the details and technical drawings are not available. We're working on getting that information, but both the US and Brits are not cooperating. I'm convinced that this is a well-funded, high-tech, ultra-secret operation. And there's more to this than we even know. The virus is involved. We can't just blow up the Colossus. I understand that. This is a tricky deal, Lenson. Incredibly, although groggy, Darby was conscious in the recovery room as Phillips recounted to her the events of the past few hours. So they never infused the virus into me, she said slowly. Jay ordered it back when the sub appeared outside. But Darby, she had some kind of weaponry, powerful energy bursts, enough to disintegrate the vessel. Obviously not afraid to kill... And if she moves the Colossus, which I find hard to believe, she may elude whoever sent that sub. She's working right now to get underway. I have to kill her. Darby sat up, had a change of heart. This whole thing is beyond dangerous. What else do you know? Infusing that virus in a woman changes things in the pituitary, preventing reproduction. Her face was immovable at the shocking revelation. Not just me, that would mean everyone. Why would she do that? It's inhuman. You can't tell me, Gary, that she did this whole thing herself. I agree. He stood and ran his fingers through his hair. She's too smart to just trick her. I think Sylvester could kill her. He thinks this project is out of control. You're the man in advertising. Need to talk him into it. If we don't get her soon, this complex could be moved anywhere. She'll infuse us both. And the entire world. Carey, Early, one, zero, three, five, and Beetlehouse five, sat three, four, with the agents in the admiral's conference one, room. One, on an overhead projector, Ensign Bradley one, had placed the clear one, mylar two, three, sheet two, three, and a dark object like a flying saucer two, three, rested three, on, two, three, on the ocean bottom below the three, ocean two, three, rig three, four, from the photographs. Three, four, five, How did they get that damn thing three, four, down four, there? asked Beetlehouse. Three, four, five, Before I answer three, that, five, said one, the admiral, I would stress the obvious. This is a high-level classified program. You all have written orders that will be delivered to you personally by agents of the U.S. government? What we know now is because it's in a need-to-know situation. I honestly don't think anyone of either the British or the U.S. government here at home has put this whole thing together. I do think that our sub was vaporized. How the hell that was possible, I don't know. What about this life-extending virus? asked Agent Saunders next to Kerry. Kirsten nodded. We don't have biological knowledge of life-extending viruses here in 1979. Well, somebody does, said Carey. I believe you're right, Mr. Carey. And gentlemen, that scares the bejesus out of me. Phillips and Darby were seated on a small sofa beyond the consoles. He had spoken at length with Sylvester last night and learned that the doctor wanted Jay dead, but he was afraid to do it himself. Even with an access to a gun, Sylvester did not know if he could even accomplish such a feat. Phillips offered to do it if Sylvester could obtain the gun from the guard's storage area, but the doctor remained afraid. Jay and five of her workers had activated an unknown propulsion system, producing a constant vibration throughout the Colossus. In less than an hour, they would be heading deep under the Atlantic Ocean. As Phillips moved into the revitalization room, other workers served repackaged food on the reflective silver trays. Phillips inhaled and bit into a sweetened chocolate wafer as he stared at Jay. Then he looked into Darby's blue eyes. Not a good situation, Darby. They were just finishing up foil line food when Dr. Sylvester placed something on his tray under the napkin. Phillips elbowed garbage he saw the handgun. Dudley, I'm going to need you to stay at the navigation console so we're properly placed beyond the Atlantic Trench. Everyone, gods included, back to your quarters and harness up for the journey. It should take around six hours. Aren't you afraid the Colossus will be sucked into the magma around the Atlantic Trench? asked Sylvester. You're such a funny man, Dudley, now do as you're told. So smug, Jacqueline, so smug. To the navigation console, Dudley, now. (laughs) A little late to start a mutiny. The doctor removed the pistol from underneath the napkin and lunged forward, firing several times at Jay. (laughs) The bullets did no damage as he emptied the chamber. She produced the powerful blue beam from under her coat, incinerating the doctor as he stood. Phillips ran forward with the reflective tray as Jay swung around and let loose the beam directly at Phillips. The beam smashed the tray, knocking Phillips to the floor, but the energy bounced back to Jay. She was slammed back and her body shimmered like an earth tremor, and a slowly evolving magenta mass, like that of a melted candle, began to cascade on the floor. No! No! I am immortal! Don't you understand that? An outer sheath peeled onto the floor, revealing a black, stick-like framework figure. Philip still heard her voice from the floor. And it shall rise into the sky, and they all shall die! Philip stood and backed up to Darby. The framework opened up around a pale magenta grid as the remains of Jacqueline Barrows staggered around the room still repeating. With those last words, Jay began to glow brightly and then disappeared. Nothing was left. The Colossus became dislodged from the ocean floor and ascended toward the surface. Phillips ran with Darby to the observation room. Artificial intelligence, said Darby as they reached the consoles. What did she mean? It will rise. Her intelligence? I just hope this is all over, Darby. As the sun edged toward the steely Atlantic's long, cloudy stretch, Brian Carey, on deck, spotted a humongous dark disk emerging from the brine and sloshing over its sloping hull. He immediately called early, talking with the crewmen back near the jets. What the hell? shouted the former FBI agent. The Colossus! shouted saunders as he ran down the deck that thing is the size of a five-story building remarked carrie my friends i hope they've made it the raft rocked in the waves away from the colossus's shadow darby and phillips paddled toward the larger aircraft carrier out toward sea we're going to do it gary it's the u.s frigging navy Phillips peered over his shoulder at the Colossus, still stunned at the advanced technology and the artificial intelligence. They were several hundred yards away as a patrol boat appeared near the aircraft carrier and sped quickly across the ocean toward them. That was one hell of a move with that tray, she said. I knew she had access to that beam, Darby. we will be debriefed now. They won't believe this whole story, she said. Phillips turned as a bulbous tan balloon rose from the top of the Colossus. Why are they releasing that, he asked. Oh, God, and it shall rise into the sky. They all shall die. Phillips spoke slowly and clearly. She's loaded that balloon with the Theta virus. You he heard anti-aircraft guns firing from the aircraft carrier. No! Don't shoot that balloon, screamed Darby. They both waved their arms toward the patrol boat. But the balloon began to lose its rigid surface as it drifted back toward the Florida coastline. By the time several Navy men had brought them into the patrol boat, with the ebullient Carey and Beetlehouse, Phillips kept looking at the disappearing balloon as it sunk out of the sky. "'You're safe! You're safe!' cried Carrie. Beetlehouse patted Phillips on the back. "'I'm going to buy drinks all around back in the clubhouse!' Across the water, several miles back, the bulky colossus began to glow like Jay had in the revitalization room. Everything inside and the vessel itself simply faded into the morning sun. Darby closed her eyes on Phillips' shoulder. At least now, said Carrie. At least it's over now. How did this nightmare happen? asked Carrie. Artificial intelligence has no conscience, said Phillips. Darby gazed back into the sky to shore. The patrol boat's short wave sounded. This is the emergency broadcast system. We have a global emergency. Repeat, a global emergency. An entity force has entered all electrical devices and communications and is in full control. This may not be of terrestrial origin. Repeat, this may not be of terrestrial origin. Thank you for listening to Absolute Zero by Robert P. Fitton. Copyright 2023 by the Robert P. Fitton Revocable Trust. Produced by Fitton, Theatre of the Words. Episode 21. If evolution is outlawed, only outlaws will evolve.